Welcome to WKXL in the morning. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. We have a special interview this morning. Ordinarily, we have the New Hampshire Bulletin on the show, but they were very busy, and I managed to get an interview with AARP New Hampshire State Director Christina Fitzpatrick to talk about the upcoming primary and things that might matter to uh, the AARP, as well as just in general information for voters with the upcoming state election taking place September 13. And before you know it, November 8th will come around and we'll be voting all over again. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here. So what are some big things that AARP really considers around this? I mean, it is an advocacy organization, uh, but just in general, you do a lot of uh, support for the state with regards to just voter information. That's right. We have a big push this year to ensure that everyone knows what they need to know to be able to cast their ballot. We provide a trusted source of information in large part because of our nonpartisan status, we um, have that trust. And we're really focused on how important the 50 plus voting block is. We have the largest turnout of any age group. And for that reason, politicians really need to pay attention to what people 50 and older are thinking about and what's important to them. And we want to um, make that information available to candidates and then hold them accountable for the promises that they make. As a population in the state, what does the 50 and up uh, demographic look like as a percentage to other popul- age populations in the state? You know, I don't have that off the top of my head. I wish I did. <laughs> it's it's a fair bit. I think, I think they take up a, possibly a majority of the state population, too. So it's a definitely important block. I mean, what are some important um, issues that, that AARP focuses on or maybe people that are looking to uh, at policies that various politicians are posting on their websites and such would be great for them to look at? There are two policy areas I want to highlight that are important both in New Hampshire at the state level and at the national level. And one is prescription drug affordability. So we saw recently at the federal level, level there is a new law that will really help to rein in the cost of prescription drugs at the federal level in Medicare. So that is capping out-of-pocket costs for Medicare recipients. That is limiting the cost of insulin to $35 a month. And that is making sure that Medicare has the power to negotiate prices with drug manufacturers. So that's huge at the federal level. Then at the state level, New Hampshire has the Prescription Drug Affordability Board that exists to try to accomplish some of those same things. And AARP has worked really hard this year to ensure not only that the board exists on paper, but that it has what it needs to be strong and fulfill its purpose. Another thing that's important, both at the federal level and at the state level, is access to home and community-based services for long-term care. We want to make sure that people are able to age in their homes because we know that is what the majority of people want to do. They don't want to have to go into a nursing home if they don't require that kind of level of nursing care. So if we provide the resources that people need so that they can stay in their homes, so they can have assistance with getting food, getting to medical appointments, and things like that, then we're going to not only help people fulfill their dreams about how they age and where they age, but it's also going to save a lot of money. So it's a win-win for everyone. So let's get into some specifics around the election. That is one of the big reasons I was excited to have you on is I got some uh, 
some questions to, to that you were prepped on, which is which is great. Cause I think it's really important that people are, are ready before election day because there's some things that you may need to get ready before you show up to the ballot. In addition to just being informed on the issues, which uh, which I've talked about before on the show, I had Americans for Prosperity of New Hampshire's director on to kind of talk about this a little bit also, but. Check out the uh, websites for politicians because they do they all they always do a great job for the most part with getting all their policies on there. Uh, <laughs> the parties make sure that also they give them nudges saying please make sure to put your your policies up there because that matters. And as well as their social media presence is uh, they they tend to usually put some stuff up there. But in terms of the actual voting, I mean, how is it? Is there any big changes when it comes to New Hampshire specifically as we come up on this cycle? One change is that there has been some redistricting. So the district boundaries have been redrawn. So the politicians that the candidates that you're used to seeing on your ballot may not be there. So it's important to go to the Secretary of State's website as one place where you can find this information to find out who is going to be on your ballot so that you can do the researching you want to know and be informed when you go to cast your vote. So that website is sos.nh.gov. So that's secretaryofstate.nh.gov. And then another source of information that I wanna make sure that people know about is ARP has worked really hard this year to consolidate all the information about voting in one easy to read website. And so people can see that at aarp.org slash nhvotes. And we have links going out to um, everything that you need to know so that you can be informed about how to vote. Yeah, all this information's on the web. Uh, people don't realize that. They just like get confused. I don't I don't know inherently how it works. Like, yeah, of course you don't know inherently how it works. No one does. <laughs> don't expect to just magically leave, graduate from high school and like, I'm an educated adult. I now know how to do everything. It's like, no, you still got to look online. Things change yep. over time. Districts change. The districts was definitely a big thing for this previous six yeah. months in the discussion on, especially on this show. Uh, and definitely sos.nh.gov slash elections. They, they list the dates if you ever not sure, because I feel like the primary is often for, forgotten amidst all this. Right. Right. Yeah, we know that that turnout's typically lower for the primaries than for the general election, but a lot is decided during the primary, so it's important to show up then as well. Yeah, definitely. The primary is basically you're selecting the person that's going to set the policy for that party should they make it into office. And th- there's a fair bit of difference when you're looking from candidate to candidate where um, it, I, f- I feel like especially in, in recent years, people have, have really kind of narrowed it down, especially in the state level in New Hampshire with, I feel this way about this, and it's not necessarily along the standard party lines. Like, the big thing yeah. that got attention this past week was Gail Huff Brown being pro-choice. Like, she's a Republican. <laughs> I mean, that's, like, people are willing to break the mold a bit, and it's worth checking out some of these candidates. That's right. And and you are right, there is can be large differences among the candidates. And that's one of the reasons that AARP New Hampshire is sponsoring a lot of debates that are coming up before the primaries and then before the general election, because we want people to know, we want them to be informed. And you can get some of that from websites, but it's also really important to just hear the candidates talking about these issues straight, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, as it were. So what are some different ways in New Hampshire specifically that people can vote? This is obviously a big concern through COVID-19. Like, where do we sit on this now? 
So people can obviously vote on election day. So that's September 13th for the primary and November 8th for the general election. And some people can also vote absentee. There is a list of acceptable excuses for acceptable reasons why you could need an absentee ballot. And you can, again, find that on the Secretary of of state's website, sos.nh, sorry, let me start that again, sos.nh.gov. And so if you have a disability, you have a work commitment, you have a caregiving commitment that will prevent you from going to the polls, you can apply for and get a an absentee ballot. Specifically when it comes to the state primary that's coming up, how important is your party affiliation, how you're currently registered when you show up for the primary? If you are registered with a specific party, then you can only vote in that party's primary. If you are not registered for any particular party, then you you can vote in either the Democratic primary or the Republican primary. And one thing to know is that if you do that, if you if you go in, you're not affiliated with the party, you have to pick one for that day. But then on your way out, you can change it back to unaffiliated. So it's there's a lot of flexibility. So what should people do if they're currently affiliated with a party on the polls and they want to change to unaffiliated ahead of time so they have that option mm-hmm. on on primary day? That information is on the Secretary of State's website. So can people vote in person before Election Day, especially through COVID? This has brought up a fair bit. So you can show up over at your city hall. I mean, what's the current status on uh, that method? If you qualify for an absentee ballot, then you can vote in person at the the clerk's office. Otherwise, you cannot. You have to vote in person on election day. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So voter identification has been all up and down the news in New Hampshire, especially the last four years. I want to say it was it was made it to the state Supreme Court and everything, which is a whole ordeal, especially around uh, students that are voting, voting in the state. Mm -hmm. Uh, The polar opposite demographic from AARP is still extremely important, including to to the people in that demographic when it comes to people that are selected. Uh, What's the current voter identification system in the state? What do people need to bring on election day or if they need to register ahead of time for the election? You do need to provide a government issued ID, so a driver's license or a passport. And there are several other types of identification that are also accepted. And again, you can find this at the Secretary of State's website at sos.nh.gov. So that's the best place to go to find information. And just know that you, you do need it. However, if you forget it or something, there is a way to vote even if you don't have your ID with you. So you have to sign an affidavit and they, they take a picture of you to validate your, your identification. So if uh, there, there is a fallback if you happen to forget your ID. I forgot where I'm supposed to go vote on, uh, on the 13th. What should I do? I'm going to give you a guess. SOS.nh.gov. Exactly, you got it. So definitely do check that out. I could tell, especially if you're like Concord, where the 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 vote the polling places are fairly close to each other. Like there's one across the street from me, another one's just half a mile away over at City Hall. Definitely do check that out. And and once again, also your town hall and city hall will probably be willing to help you out if you have questions on any of this. Absolutely. 
So we got a few minutes left here. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the issues that are mattering mattering for AARP New, New Hampshire, especially when we look at the the upcoming election that's going on. I mean, what sorts of legislation are uh, you seeing candidates that are that are trying to get reelected or get their uh, first time into office that are really important? I mean, is it primarily health care as like the be all end all? I got the feeling there's a lot more than that in this in the mix. Healthcare is important for sure. There are a lot of topics. It's a, it's such a big sector that you have things related to um, private insurance. You have things related to Medicaid because that's a huge um, state level program that has a lot of funding associated with it, a lot of entities associated with it, and it helps us a lot of people. So making sure that those programs are functioning well and that the people who need them have access to them, those are all really important. Another big issue is um, access to high-speed internet. There is a lot of funding that has come down from the federal government to help improve access, access and affordability and access to the technology that you need, the devices that you need, the education that you need to know how to use those devices so that you can take advantage of what the web has to offer. And, you know, that's telehealth. That's been a huge um, improvement um, that people have better access to their healthcare providers and can um, more easily monitor any kind of health conditions that they have, don't have to rely on friends and family to get to appointments. So that's access to high-speed internet and the devices that you need and knowledge you need to access it are all hugely important. And that's something that AARP is following and that has a lot of interest from candidates as well. That must have been a huge problem through COVID-19 with regards to having that family assistance for, for those that are able to live independently, to be able to have that the help, like, I can't get my darn iPad to connect to my Wi-Fi. What do I do? What is Wi-Fi? Uh. I don't know what wireless <laughs> internet is. Can you please make sure this isn't gonna melt my brain when I go to bed at night? <laughs> Right, right. There's all that. And one thing that AARP is doing, we have a relationship now with a program called Older Adults Technology Services. So it's OATS. And it is exactly trying to focus on those issues that you're just talking about. It's like it's not enough to have the fiber optics coming into your house if you don't know what to do with that. So th that program is something that's new to AARP. It's a nonprofit that's existed for a while, and AARP is now um, affiliated with it to try to spread the word and provide our population, so people 50 and older, access to that information to be able to make good use of, of the technology that's out there. Got to ask about housing. It's been getting so many headlines, especially the last couple of months with the Invest New Hampshire uh, funding that made it through and is mm -hmm. in the works across the state because it's these are all long-term term issues when it comes to really fixing zoning and uh, future developments. What sorts of aspects of housing is AARP kind of keeping an eye on? We want to make sure that there is affordable housing, and that means both rental housing and um and the, when people, so people can own a home if they want to. So there are a number of different programs that come into play there. Some of them are government programs that are funded at the federal level, but there are also state level programs like the Bridges program that are trying to help people get what they need to live in 
in decent homes and to be able to afford that. There's also a need to increase supply of housing because there's just like that standard economic calculation that if you increase supply, prices will come down. So we need to focus on that as well. What about the employment of those in this age bracket? This has been a huge, um, I, I hate to call it an issue. Some people didn't want to re-enter the workforce after uh, going through COVID-19 and everything that came along with that. But this is a huge population that is very slow to returning post-COVID for those that will eventually re-enter the workforce. It's a very complex situation. I'm probably opening up a huge can of worms to bring it up, but I'd like to get your take on it. It's, it is a, a big issue. Um, what we are seeing, there are people, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, who were really worried about exposure because the older you get, the more at risk you are for serious complications from COVID. So it was a real issue. And it was important that, that employers and workers were working together to make sure that employees and customers were safe so that everybody's taking the precautions so that we can all we could all stay healthy. One thing that is a perennial issue though, and that we're continuing to see is age discrimination, where employers, you know, maybe they're thinking they don't want to hire an older worker because they are more susceptible to health complications from COVID. Maybe they worry that, that a, a, an older worker is going to want to take more days off or anything, even if it's not substantiated. Like even if we don't have any evidence that that is the case, age discrimination is a perennial problem in the economy and it continues to be. So that is something that ARP always is keeping an eye on and always wanting to educate people about the value of older workers, the value of experience, the value of having a multi-generational workforce just the more diversity you have in the workforce by age and by other characteristics, the better off you're going to be because people come from different perspectives, different have different ideas. And when people can work together, they're going to come up with something better than they would um, just acting on their own. All right. Let's give, give the elevator pitch at the end here for people going out to vote next week and where, where to go if they want more information. All right. There are two places. One is a website that ARP has put together that has everything all in one place. It's really easy to use. It's aarp.org slash nhvotes. And then the Secretary of State's website is the, the last word on all the different rules. There are lots of details. And that is sos.nh.gov. Awesome. AARP New Hampshire State Director Christina Fitzpatrick, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It was great to talk to you. All right. State primary election, September 13th. Get out there and vote. Check out the different candidates if you're not sure who you want to vote for uh, in your party that you're uh, affiliated with. State general election will be taking place November 8th. You have some brand new uh, jurisdictions in the state to kind of check out some different candidates. So please be sure to check out those websites to uh, make sure you're ready to go on election day. You're listening to WKXL in the morning. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. Tune in the show weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. We rebroadcast at 9 a.m. the first hour of the show if you happen to miss it and nhtalkradio.com to get the podcast versions we'll be right back